If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. And a very good Friday morning to you. Friday evening, Friday afternoon. Joe Beningo, the Oda Payne Podcast. It is Friday. It is September 9th. It is 2022. The Joe Beningo, Oda Payne Podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Don't forget, tonight's the night. We will be live from the Hackensack Brewing Company. Uh, of course, uh, we'll have a, a cast of thousands. JJ will join me tonight. John Jastrzemski. Also, Brian Costello of the New York Post, who covers the Jets, will uh, join us as well. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, about 7 o'clock or so. Uh, the uh, football Friday, it is also celebrating my one-year anniversary of the uh, Oda Payne podcast. And we will also unveil the Oda Payne beer tonight at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Uh, you want to check it out. All right. Uh, a little double dip today. We'll do my picks today. Week one, of course, of the NFL season is coming up a little bit with the baseball as well. Big weekend for the Mets, who, uh, as they go into the weekend with a half-game lead in the National League East over the Braves. We'll get into that a little bit. The Mets, after that little three-game mini losing streak to Washington and Pittsburgh, bounce back with a nice doubleheader sweep on uh, Wednesday of the Pittsburgh Pirates. But it is week one in the NFL season. I, I You know... We saw last night the Buffalo Bills, the opening night, made a statement as they played the world champion L.A. Rams last night in L.A. and just beat their doors off. 31-10, the final score of this game. Uh, really, just a, even though this game was 10-10 at halftime, the only reason that the game was even close in the first half was Buffalo turnovers. Uh, Josh Allen threw a pick, also a big fumble. You know, so turnovers really hurt them. They threw a, he threw another one as well. But – I tell you what, man, Buffalo last night was dominant, dominant offensively. Allen wound up throwing three touchdown passes in this game, also ran for one, and they were dominant defensively. Seven sacks in this game, two by Von Miller coming back against his old team, the Rams, the team he helped win a championship with last year. Uh, they also picked off Matthew Stafford three times in his football game. Just really a dominant performance by the Buffalo Bills, who clearly – you know, I know they're the favorite to get to the Super Bowl, favorite to win the Super Bowl, certainly the favorite to win the AFC. But they looked phenomenal on every cylinder last night. So a 31-10 opening night victory for Buffalo. And uh, we'll see what happens from here as uh, the uh, champion Rams were really beat up in this football game last night. All right. I want, I want to get to the Jets you know, this is what makes me crazy about this freaking football team that I root for, all right? I screamed all offseason as we approached the draft, look, this team needs to draft an offensive tackle in the first round. You cannot trust Makai Becton. The guy has been nothing but an injury the entire time he's been here with the Jets. You can't count on him. If I, I understand he was Douglas's first ever pick, I get all of that, but you could not count on Makai Becton. So, of course, the Jets do not draft a tackle, 
right? They had those two. The one guy from NC State, I forget where he went. The other guy, Evan Neal, who the Giants drafted out of Alabama. They could have had either one of them. They decided to take Source Gardner. And look, we hope Source turns out to be, I've said it a million times, the second coming of Dion, Darrell Revis, you know, Willie Brown, whoever, any of the great cornerbacks that there ever been. You know, Dick Night Train Lane, for that matter, if you want to go back 60, 70 years. But, you know, whatever. We only hope that Source Gardner turns out to be that kind of a freaking player. No doubt about it. But they should have drafted a tackle, so they don't draft a tackle. And predictably, before you even turn around, maybe like the second day of training camp, of course, Mekhi Becton goes down with an injury. Oh, what a surprise. And he's done for the year. Shocking. So it forces the Jets <clears throat> to go out and 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 find a replacement for Becton, right? So they go they go sign Dwayne Brown, all right? What was it, with Houston last year? Wherever, you know, I think he was with Baltimore, wherever he's been. He's a veteran offensive lineman. He's a three-time pro bowler, but he's 37 years old. So they go out and draft Brown, who really is a left tackle, not a right tackle. Remember, Beckton was going to play right tackle with George Fant, who had a big year last year playing left tackle. So they go out. They're forced to sign Brown. Everybody's happy. And, of course, Fant now has to move to right tackle because Dwayne Brown can only play left tackle. So what happens? Brown gets freaking hurt. I don't know when this happened. He hurt his shoulder. He's not playing Sunday against the Ravens. What a disaster, really. So now Fant goes back to playing left tackle when he's been practicing a right tackle. I guess this guy McDermott, I don't know who the hell the guy is going to start at left right tackle. I don't even know, you know. I, who know? I don't think Chris Ward is available anymore. I don't even know who's going to freaking start at right tackle here for the Jets. And it's a joke. I mean, it's, this, this crap happens all the time with this franchise. They should have drafted a tackle in the first round. In all due respect to Source, I hope he's great. And this is what happens. And then it becomes a domino effect. And this is what happens when you go out and sign a guy that's 37, 38 years old. Why would you be shocked that he winds up with an injury? It's so typical, Jets. I, I, it just it makes me want to vomit. It really does. It makes me want to vomit. This is what happens to this freaking franchise over and over and over again. Unbelievable. You know, but just let me say one more thing, too, because I didn't throw all my sponsors in there. I mentioned the Brewing Company, and we're going to be doing the show tonight. But we are also brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Anita Discount Tire, and, of course, the wonderful people. And we thank them so much for coming back with us this year at DraftKings. So let me make sure we got all that. And of course, the big opening weekend coming up, you know all about that. So we thank, again, the people from DraftKings. But I, I am so ticked off about this with Brown. I really am. And look, the Jets get no respect, and, and rightfully so. I mean, there's people out there that think the Jets are going to start 0-7. What? If the Jets start 0-7, Robert Salas should just walk out now. Like him and Douglas should just go hand-in-hand hand and just get the hell out of Dodge now if this team starts 0-7. They better win this game on Sunday. Joe Flacco's going to start. We know now that Zach Wilson's probably not going to play to at least week four when they go to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. We know that, but they better freaking win this game. So there's no reason. This isn't, you know, everybody's going to delete all oh, Lamar Jackson. This, this. I mean, what? they're starting running back. Dobbins isn't playing. I don't even know who their other running back is. Who's their wide receivers? I don't even know. Right. I don't know. I mean, this isn't the defense of 2000. This isn't the defense of 2012. 
I've been through this a million times. There's no Tony Saragusa or Sam Adams or Peter Boulware or, or Ray Lewis or Ed Reed or, you know, Chris McAllister. These guys aren't there. The Jets are seven-point favorites. Seven-point favorites. What are this, what are, I, Excuse me. Seven-point underdogs. I've even seen some places where they're seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. I did my show with Jay, uh, JJ's show last night on, on his podcast, and the number was seven and a half. I think it's still hanging at seven, so we're going to go with that. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it with this freaking team. I really don't. But they better go out there and win this football game. There's no reason. This defense should be majorly improved. Carl Lawson, I expect Quinn Williams to start to play like a, you know, uh, all-pro defensive tackle. That would be nice. Quan Alexander they brought in. C.J. Mosley for another year. All the guys they revamped in the secondary, Sauce Gardner, Whitehead, Reed, all these guys. I, I expect this defense to be damn good. The kid they drafted, Johnson, out of Florida State. I I expect this defense to be good. They got a pretty good kicking out with Zerline. I mean, really? All these guys they brought in on offense. I understand the offensive line now with the injury to Brown. But all these guys, Brees Hall, uh, you know, Elijah Moore, uh, we go right on down the line. Garrett Wilson, the three tight ends that they got now, you know, the two that they uh, assigned as free agents, the kid from Ohio State, Rucker, you know, the guys they brought in on the offensive line. Yeah, I, and I think I got I like him better with Flacco playing in this game because you got Flacco going up against his old team. You know he's going to be pumped up and motivated. Uh, I, I They better win this game, really. I, I'm serious. And there's no reason they can't win this game and then go to Cleveland to beat the Browns next week without Deshaun Watson. Who knows if we're ever going to see freaking Deshaun Watson play quarterback to Cleveland. I don't know. But uh, this Dwayne Brown thing, again, I'm going to say it again. They should have drafted. I said it then. I said it all the way up to the draft. They should have drafted a tackle. They should have never put all their eggs in the Mackay Becton basket. And now Dwayne Brown is hurt. What a shock. He's not playing on Sunday. Unbelievable. You got it. It makes me crazy. It really does. It really, really does. As far as the Giants are concerned, I don't get this. <clears throat> Tell me how the Giants go down to Tennessee and are only five and a half point underdogs on the road. That is a very, very, very skewed number. Doesn't make sense to me at all. It really doesn't. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's almost like the odds makers are baiting you to take uh, Tennessee here. Why would you? They're less than a touchdown favorite against a, a giant team that won four games last year. You know, brand new coaching staff, whole new regime. You know, guys are banged. A couple of guys on the defense. The uh, kid Thibodeau, their number one draft choice. Doesn't, I don't know if he's playing or not Sunday. He's been banged up. You know, we'll see what you get out of Daniel Jones and Barkley and these guys, Galladay, all these freaking guys. We'll see what you get. But. I, 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 that's very interesting that they're only five and a half point uh, underdogs in this football game down in Tennessee. We'll see. Derrick Henry's back, the whole deal. We'll see what happens here. But I think that's a, a very, very interesting number in that game. Like I said, it's almost like the, uh, the powers that be in Las Vegas, the guys that put the spreads out, and they know what they're doing with these spreads generally, uh, are, are kind of baiting you to take the Tennessee Titans uh, in this game. And, uh, you know, the Giants might be a very live underdog here. But we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. All right. Beningo with the Oda Payne podcast. I want to get to my picks. We'll do the picks. We'll do them again tonight with JJ uh, and, and Brian Costello. 
We'll go through all that tonight uh, again at the uh, at the Hackensack Brewing Company. But um, all right, let's get let's get the picks going here, and then we'll get to uh, the sponsors and all that. By the way, don't forget big weekend for me because tomorrow my my debut as I return to WFAN on Saturdays, along with my old partner again, my new partner Evan Roberts. We're back together again. We'll be on every Saturday uh, going forward from ten to two. I believe tomorrow we're only on from 10 to 12.30, 12.25 because you got a Yankee game. So a little shorter show tomorrow. But we'll do – it'll be like a football Friday that we'll be doing. I'm sure we'll be talking about the Mets, obviously. Uh, we'll be breaking down all the baseball, the Mets and the Yankees. And we'll do our NFL picks every Saturday like we used to do on Friday. So check us out tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Evan and I back together again every Saturday on uh, WFAN. And then also check me out on Monday – Monday at 1140, I'll be on with Tiki and Brandon Tierney, and I'll be uh, every Monday to break down the Jet game from Sunday. Seeing how the Jets are only playing one game on Thursday, basically every game is going to be on Sunday. Should be very interesting. I will be there Sunday. Should be a freaking extravaganza, the whole deal. But uh, the Jets better win that game, I'm telling you right now. I it, I don't want to hear about how great the Ravens are. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Here we go. The NFL picks. For and this will, we'll be doing this every Friday from going forward. The NFL picks for Week One in the National Football League again. Buffalo winning last night, making a statement, thirty-one ten over the defending champion Rams out in very steamy. I think it was like ninety-seven degrees there in LA. They're having all kinds of problems. We don't want to get into all of that now. We don't want to get into that stuff. Nevertheless, here we go. Here we go. Week One in the NFL. I, I got. Let's see, one, two, three home underdogs that I like. I'm going to pick five games. It's going to be five games every week. Three home underdogs that I really like this week. I'm going to start with this. I'm going out on a limb. I'm taking the Lions, getting three and a half at home against the Eagles. Now, I know a lot of people are on the Eagles, you know, to win the NFC East this year. The NFC East, not obviously what it used to be. I still like Dallas in that division. But a lot of people like the Eagles playoff team last year. I I I don't I, I just I don't love Philadelphia. I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts doesn't really do it for me. You know we'll see what they do in uh, in uh, Sirianni's second year as head coach there in Philadelphia. And I'll tell you what, the Lions. If you watched Hard Knocks, the Lions look like they're gonna. They might actually show a pulse this year. I don't love Jared Goff at quarterback. I like the energy that the coach Dan Campbell brings to the table. You know, a former tight end in the NFL for a lot of years. I mean, it's too bad he can't play with the intensity he brings to coaching. But the Lions are home. I don't love the Eagles. We all know that week one in the NFL is the toughest week to pick. This week one and in the final week of the season. But I'm taking the Lions, getting three and a half. I'm taking a shot in the dark here. Look, the Lions, this might be the only game they win all year. Who the hell knows? But I'm taking a shot in the dock here. I'm going with Jared Goff over Jalen Hurts. Give me the Lions plus three and a half at home uh, against Philadelphia. That's game one. Game two, I'm taking the Jets getting seven. Now, I've seen it at seven and a half some places. No, J.J. had it at seven and a half. It's even better if I'm getting the hook. But we'll stay with, we'll stay at seven with the Jets. And with everything I just said, I mean, I, you heard what I said. They got all these new guys on offense. They got all these new guys on defense. I like them better that Flacco starting instead of Wilson in this game. I really do. I think he's motivated to go up <laughs> against his old team. 
The place is going to be rocking on Sunday. I'm not the biggest Lamar Jackson fan in the world. I think he's very overrated. I mean, say whatever you want. The guy can kill you running the football. He's never going to be a great pocket passer. I really question how good really Lamar Jackson is. Like I said, I think he's very overrated. The kid Hunley that played last year to me was every bit as good as Jackson was. So when he got hurt, Jackson. So we'll see what happens. A lot of people like Baltimore. I understand they're a great one of the best organizations in football. I understand John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the NFL. He's one of the top five coaches in the league. There's no question about it. And this is a big year for Douglas, big year for Salah, big year for everybody over there at Florham Park. I'm taking the seven. I, I think, I, look, they better win the game. I think even if they lose, it's going to be a close game. Would it really shock me if, you know, with five seconds to go, we're watching Justin Tucker line up for about a 48-yard field goal to win the game at the gun? No, I would no. Would that surprise me? No, that would be very typical Jets. And we'd all go out of there beyond aggravated. But I'm taking a flyer on my team. Give me the Jets, plus seven at home against the Ravens. That's pick two. Pick three, I'm taking the Panthers at home against the Browns, laying a point and a half. Now, I don't love the Panthers, and I don't love the Browns. But to me, the storyline on this game is Baker Mayfield starting against his old team. You know this guy has got to be super motivated to go out and beat Cleveland. I mean, I, forget it. I can only imagine he must be chomping at the bit to get out there and play the Browns. You know, they still got some weapons. You know, you got McCaffrey back. You got Robbie Anderson. You know, they always got a pretty good defense. I don't love Matt Rule, who another guy who, you know, when he came into the league was anointed that he was going to be this great coach. Well, he hasn't done, you know, squat so far as coaching the team. I mean, what, what, what were they, 6-11 and 11 last year, whatever they were, or whatever. I mean, they haven't had a, even close to a winning season yet. So this is a big year for Matt Rule. But And how crazy is it that they have both Mayfield and Sam Donald, the number one and number three picks in that draft back from 2018, that these guys are on this team. It's unbelievable. But look, Jacoby Brissett starts for Cleveland. Like I said, we'll see when, if, when, whatever, with Deshaun Watson coming back. I think Carolina at home, super motivated for Baker Mayfield. You're only laying a point and a half. I don't love Cleveland. A lot of people think Cleveland's pretty good. I don't see how that's the case. Give me the Panthers laying a point and a half at home against the Browns. So that's pick number three. Pick number four, even though the spread is very skewed here, and I talked about this already with the Giants in Tennessee, Tennessee favored by five and a half. You say to yourself, how is the Titans at home only a five and a half point favorite against the Giants, against this giant team? Brand new regime with Brian Dable as the head coach now. Daniel Jones is back. There's a huge year for Daniel Jones. He's in the last year of his rookie deal. It's a make or break year. I will be very surprised if Daniel Jones is the quarterback next year for the Giants because, you know, this regime shown and Dable certainly did not draft him. So I'll be surprised. We'll see about the comeback of, of Saquon Barkley. Uh, Derrick Henry's back. We mentioned that with Tennessee. Everything, to, it's almost like the odds makers are begging you to take the Titans here and lay that only five and a half. But you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going against it. The spread worries me a little bit, but I just can't see how the Giants, who may be the worst team in the NFL, I mean, I don't know. We'll find out. We, nobody knows anything on opening day. I just don't see how the Giants are going into Tennessee and beating, ten and beating the Titans. I don't see it. I'm laying the five and a half. 
I think Tennessee wins this game by at least 10 points. I really do. So give me the Titans. Lay to five and a half at home against the Giants. My buddy Willie will be there. My The great Willie, the Duke of Earls. He wanted me to give him a pop, so I am. He'll be in Tennessee. Hopefully he'll make it to the game by Sunday afternoon. We can only hope, you know. You never know. But anyway, good luck, Willie. Have a safe trip. Good luck to you, Giants. Give me the Titans laying the five and a half at home against the Giants. And my last pick, I Sunday night, give me the Cowboys getting two and a half against Tampa at home. I mean, I, and I understand the Bucs. I understand Brady's back. Don't forget they got a new head coach. Don't forget who the head coach is of the Bucs now. Todd Bowles. Let's not forget that. This is his second go-round. We know what he did with the Jets. We know. We don't want to, I don't, I don't want to get into all of that, how bad that was. But this is make a break time as a head coach for Bowles. And he's got it all set up. He's got this team that won the Super Bowl two years ago. They went to the playoffs last year, got knocked out by the Rams. Um, we'll see. I, I like Dallas getting two and a half at home. I really do. A lot of people are kind of dumping on the Cowboys. I, I don't see it. I think they're still going to win, win the NFC East. Look, do I love the head coach? The last time we saw Dallas, we saw one of the worst coach games in the history of mankind with Mike McCarthy and that terrible job he did in that loss to the 49ers in a game that Dallas certainly should have won at home last year. First game, you know, round one of the playoffs. But I like him here. I don't know what the Bucs saw. They got a new head coach in balls. Okay, I know he was the defensive coordinator last year. But what's the deal with Brady? Brady's 40, you know, look, I understand it's Brady, the greatest ever. He's 45 years old. He hasn't practiced all year. He hasn't been at training camp for six weeks. He's just going to show up and play an NFL game against a pretty good Dallas defense led by Micah Parsons? Really? And just light it up? I don't, I don't see it. And, and where's Brady's mind at? I mean, look, look it's pretty much public knowledge that there's issues with him and Giselle. I think the bottom line is Giselle doesn't want to play in football anymore, but Brady actually retired after last year, then decided to come back, and I think that there's trouble in paradise because of that. So I don't know. I don't know where Brady's head's at as he goes into this game against the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys Sunday night getting two and a half. Give me them. I, I think they're a live home dog. Give me the Cowboys. Plus two and a half at home against Tampa Bay. So there you go. Those are the Beningo picks for week five. I'll run them uh, week five for week one. I'll run them by you again. Give me the Lions at home getting three and a half against the Eagles. Give me the Jets at home getting seven. I'm going to call it seven. There is seven and a half somewhere. The hook makes it even better. But give me the Jets at home getting seven against Baltimore. Give me Carolina at home uh, laying a point and a half against the Browns. Give me Tennessee at home laying the five and a half against the Giants. And give me the Cowboys at home getting two and a half on Sunday night against Tampa Bay. So the Joe Beningo opening pick, uh, week one opening picks in the National Football League. We'll see how we play out. We'll see what kind of year we wind up having. All right, let me get to my sponsors again. Hackensack Brewing Company. Don't forget tonight, 7 o'clock, thereabouts. John Jastrzemski, Brian Costello, cast of thousands. We debut the Oda Payne beer. It's our one-year anniversary of the uh, podcast, so it should be terrific. Uh, you know where it is, Mike Jones and everybody there, TJ, Herb, Andre, everybody, 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, uh, Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. You know the tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Come tonight, check us out, 
should be freaking terrific. We'll be busting JJ about how he's got the Jets under five and a half. We'll be busting JJ because he thinks the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. So we'll get we'll we'll do all of that. Check us out tonight, right by the tombstone. Still working on getting my own tombstone. Check out the tombstone of this woman who's still alive. I say this all the time. It's one of the all-time greats that I've ever seen. I'm dead now. What it says on a tombstone, but she's still alive. So check us out tonight at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Of course, I need a discount tie. I want to thank my my guy Ari, my son Johnny, everybody over at Anita. You need work on your car. You need work done. Uh, you know, work as far as getting new tires or anything like that. Go to Anita Discount Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey, on Westwood Avenue. Go check it out. Tell them Beningo sent you. Uh, again, see Ari, see Johnny, and they will take care of you. And of course, DraftKings. Again, want to thank all the people at DraftKings. Big weekend, week one in the NFL. Go out there, do your thing with DraftKings, and we appreciate that they're going to be with us throughout the football season. So we want to thank them again. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. We got two today. You want to check out both of them. As far as the baseball is concerned, we mentioned the Mets bounce back. Very nice doubleheader sweep behind Chris Bassett and Jacob DeGrom on Wednesday against the Pirates. They took care of business there. They go into the weekend with a half-game lead. What is it, 25 games left to play? They got a half-game lead over the Braves. I've said they're even in the loss column. I've said this over and over again. They have to, If they're going to the World Series, they have to win the division. We know now that Scherzer is going to be out for at least two starts. I guess David Peterson will make the start tonight instead of Scherzer. The bottom line is the Mets have to win the division. You cannot get themselves in that two out of three crapshoot in the opening round of the playoffs where you're playing the Cardinals or you're playing the Padres or whoever you're freaking going to be playing. And all that's going to do is is just, you know, have to have uh, necessitate more pitching by DeGrom and Scherzer. You want less than more with those guys. And then also, even if they won that round, they'd have to play the Dodgers in the second round. They have to win the division. Uh, the schedule favors them. They're in Miami tonight. Three-game series. No Sandy Alcantara. He pitched last night. Uh, got to go in, sweep the Marlins here these three games. That's it. And then you come home. You got the Pirates. You got the Cubs. They, the Mets only have two teams left that have winning records right now on the schedule. They go to Milwaukee for three. And then, of course, that's that big series at the end of the year, the next-to-last series of the year in Atlanta against the Braves. Three more games against them. But the Braves right now, they're in a tough road trip. They won those two games in Oakland. Now they got three in Seattle against a very good Mariner team that's on their way to the playoffs. And then three more against the Giants in San Francisco. Then they play the Phillies. They still got seven games with the Phillies left. Phillies right now would make the playoffs. Remember, Bryce Harper's back as well. So, look, these games on the West Coast, I got to believe the Braves are going to lose at least three games between Seattle and San Francisco. Right? I mean, the Braves have been just unconscious. They're playing like, you know, 900, 950 baseball seemingly since the when the Mets beat them four out of five at City Field. So I got to see, I got to think the Braves are going to lose some games here. I mean, when you got Seattle, when you got the Giants on the road, you know, it hasn't been a great year for the Giants. It's still very dangerous out there in San Francisco. And then you got to play the Phillies seven games yet. And that's not easy. So hopefully we'll get some help from those teams. And we'll see what happens. But the Mets just got to win. They got to continue to win. Would be nice if Alonzo started hitting home runs. You got a nice game the other day. Finally, Lindor had a nice bounce back game in the second game of the doubleheader where he, where he drove in three runs in that game. 
Escobar's been hot. You know, fortunately, you know, you're seeing him starting to hit. Marte's out, so that's not good. But Tyler Naquin actually had a pretty good doubleheader uh, filling in the other day for Marte. So that doesn't help. Even James McCann showed the pulse starting to hit the ball a little bit in that doubleheader against Pittsburgh. So uh, huge three-game series for the Mets in Miami while the Giants are playing the Mariners out in Seattle. Mets just got to make some hay here. That's the bottom line. So we'll see what happens. Very big as we go forward. 25 games to go. Again, Mets at 87 and 51. They have to freaking win this division. No other way to say it. All right, before we go, I got to end with this. Yesterday, playing golf at the Rutgers Golf Course uh, with my wonderful wife, Terry, with Joey from Clark, Kenny Scarbaggio, Joey Torriello, of course. Somehow, someway got my third hole-in-one of my lifetime. And I don't know how I did it. Third hole at Rutgers, 135-yard par three. Just just nailed it. Great shot. One hop into the hole. Joey and Clark's running down a freaking hole to see if it was in. Whatever. So I can't believe I have three. I mean, you know, I, I say this all the time. I'm not a good enough golfer to have three holes in one. I'm really not. And I've did it now over a five-year period. I've had three in the last five years. One at Rivervale in 2017. One at Old Japan last year in 21 and an issue this year at Rutgers. Just unbelievable. So we thank the golf gods for that. I appreciate it. Uh, even though, uh, like I said, it just doesn't make any sense. Just think about this. This is all you, all you need to know. The odds are better that I will get a hole-in-one than either the Mets or Jets are going to ever win a championship again. Think about that. That I have as many holes in one as the Mets and Jets have championships combined in their history. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. I mean, I just think about that. And again, it shows you this again. That if you throw enough crap at the wall, if you play enough golf, you might get lucky every now and then. I've been very fortunate to get lucky now three different times. Everybody have a great weekend. We look forward to seeing everybody tonight at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Join us there. JJ, Brian Costello, we'll see you there about 7 o'clock or so. All the love, everybody. Uh, We'll see you tonight. God bless.